Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Get Well Soon podcast series. This is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist, nutrition strategist, and private celebrity chef, helping people heal themselves with food and the power of the mind through my coaching programs, Get Well Soon, and What Celebrities Eat, Food Plan for Healthy Weight Maintenance. Today on Get Well Soon, we are talking about the power of the mind to overcome obstacles that seem to be keeping us from getting well, getting better, and creating the life that we desire. So my guest today is Philippe Jacques Matthews, also known as the Metaphysical Morpheus. He's an entrepreneur, a seven-time Amazon best-selling author, international speaker, and thought leader who is the executive director of the How Movement. His focus and mission to eradicate generational illiteracy and generational poverty by launching programs such as the epigenetics of poverty, which I can't wait to talk about, and the Kindle to College program. He has written more than 10 books and ebooks in the genres of personal, professional, and spiritual development, and is best known as the host of the Philippe Matthews Show Live. This airs worldwide on Google Hangouts and has secured over a million readers, listeners, and viewers collectively worldwide. It's a huge, huge audience. That's awesome. Prompting the co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, Mark Victor Hansen, to endorse Philippe Matthews as the Oprah of the Internet. Welcome to the show, Philippe. Wow. Um, who is that guy? I know. Isn't that amazing? Like when you hear your own body. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, And I feel old by hearing it. I just feel (laughs) (laughs) this guy has been around for a while. Um, (laughs) My goodness. Thank you for being with me and and having me on your on your show today, Meg. You you are totally awesome. I, I so love you. Oh, it's so great to have you, Philippe. It's um, just for listeners to know, you and I did uh, shows together. Like we were figuring out the timeline eight years ago. Yeah. My uh, radio show, Life Lessons from Your Soul, and you had a a, a uh, internet radio show at the at the time too, and interviewed me, I believe. Yes. Yes. We got to yeah. get back on. This is crazy. Wow, eight years. I know, I know. So it's, it's, it'll be really awesome just to see, you know, uh, just in our conversation where we've come in that time because we both have been dedicated to helping and healing and holding people, helping them get well. And uh, uh, so you have a huge body of work that, um, you know, I'll just say up front, your, your, uh, your show is at um, the pmshow.tv online. Um, and that's something I want to to have listeners go to because you have so many different resources, so many different interviews, so many different things to offer people. So anyway, I'm just excited about our the whole conversation. So having said all of that, and when it comes to having somebody on this show who's really overcome what has seemed to be insurmountable obstacles with the power of the mind and the heart, Philippe, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, go to Google right now, ladies and gentlemen, and type in overcome obstacles. My little face should pop the hell up right there. It It really should. 
I need to call those guys and say, your search engines, your algorithms are off. I should be under that category. Exactly. Yeah. Obstacle jumper, believe. That's right. <laughs> um, so, um, so in the obstacle course of your life, <laughs> nice. uh, what, what, seriously, what are some of the obstacles that you've had to overcome in order to get to be who you are now, helping so many people? Well, actually, it's, just, it's really interesting. It's the stuff that I'm dedica dedicated to, uh, to now. I had to overcome uh, generational poverty. I had to overcome generational uh, uh, illiteracy. Um, I had to, I mean, my parents were divorced when I was six. I didn't really know my father. My, uh, by the time I was 10, my mom was given three months to live and, uh, she started taking me and my sister to a church in Chicago, uh, headed by the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, Christ mm -hmm. Universal Temple. She ended up living four years. So she died in my arms when I was 14. At the time when she died, uh, we didn't have lights. We didn't have heat. Um, and we didn't have a phone. And so, uh, this was in February, I remember, and I had to go next door to the neighbor to call the ambulance to come get her. And then I also had to call my father to find him. And then oh, he wow. came back into my life and he died in April, two months later after she died, after re uh, you know, so we lost, oh, my lost the house, wow. lost everything. And, uh, went on welfare and, uh, uh, well, I had to drop out of the sixth grade to take care of my mom which is where the oh, illiteracy wow. part comes from. And so, I, you know, so it, 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 uh, technically I should be um, uh, dead. I should not even, I should either be dead or, or in prison or strung mm -hmm. out on drugs or a combination right. of all three. What, right, what right. I think the turning point for me was, um, is that I knew I wasn't stupid. I knew it wasn't dumb. I just knew I was a victim of really, really horrific circumstances. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, so it, it, it doesn't mean that you don't go through some type of mental disorder and dis-ease in terms of grieving and, and, and trying to sure. find your way. But I, yeah, but I became, it's a lot of trauma. Yeah, it's a lot of trauma. But mm -hmm. I became a voracious reader uh, mm -hmm. and then subsequently uh, a voracious writer uh, uh -huh. and uh, just started trying to piece my future together. Uh, not my life, but my future. And uh, so so it looked like many different things on many different days. Uh, you know, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting concept you bring up, because uh, piecing your future together is the thing that you're doing in the moment now, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's good advice for people. And in, in, um, is that that what actually the actions that you're taking in this moment are the things that are creating leading the pathway to the things in your future. So um, that's, a, that's a really great point. But So go ahead. Yeah, so, what so you know, it's kind of like I remember, I don't know, I think it was a great astronaut. I can't remember the name of the astronaut. I don't think it was Neil Young. It might have been. But somebody said, and I remember it was because I was studying astrophysics, uh, that mm -hmm. the best way to predict the future is to create it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so I uh, started looking at, you know, what did I have? What could I do? Uh, so, you know, I got a job at KFC uh, as a cook. So I started there. Uh, okay. And uh, for some reason, I guess I just had uh, this quality in me that I was supposed to be an entrepreneur and I was just certifiably <laughs> unemployable. So I, <laughs> I, got, I got fired from KFC as a cook after two years. So, you know, 
You can't get much lower than a pregnant roach. I mean, I'm just saying, when you get fired from KFC, you really don't have much to go on. You you have to go either up or just vaporize, you know. Something. Um, yeah, but at the same time, it's just sort of, it's a real strong indication that that frying chicken was just not your path frying in life. Chicken, make it three, <laughs> at that time, making $3.35 an hour just wasn't going to do it. Now, yeah. I feel for those who are in uh, poverty and in generational poverty and abject poverty because sure. you are in survival mode and you don't have enough to get to the next level. You're just not making enough money. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to make a determination, and which is what I did. I just had to remove myself mentally from the world. Uh, and start building almost like a fantasy, uh, just build a world in my mind that I would walk into at some point in my life. Uh, so I started going to, uh, I enrolled in cosmetology school uh, and, and learned how to do hair horribly. Uh, and, <laughs> and my my sister was a model when she was younger. And uh-huh. I remember seeing all of these magazines with all the pretty girls in it and Harper's Bazaar, Mademoiselle. And uh, if you know, interesting story, I, I uh, uh, remember seeing Beverly Johnson on the cover, which was a big deal back then. It was like 1974. And I remember seeing her on the cover and just recently had her on the show. Oh, uh, wow. exciting. Her. Yeah, that was kind of a, okay. a 360 is- moment I had to share there just in case Case, this is awesome. Yeah, case the O was listening. Uh, but and this also <laughs> this also illustrates just how long it can take from the time you uh, a seed is planted in your mind. You never know. Yeah, you just you don't know. Not, I mean, there's certain aspects of your future you can predict, but there's other parts of it that make it so beautiful that you cannot uh, predict. Yeah. Um, it's a brilliant tapestry of life. Yeah, it know? really it's is. Just beautiful. It really is. So I, I ended up learning how to do makeup and uh, use that as a launching pad to, to, to uh, if you will, get out of uh, the ghetto and get out of poverty. Mm-hmm. And I ended up writing, uh, asking a, a local newspaper editor uh, if I could write some articles uh, for, for her. And um, just to show you how determined I was, I just uh, sometimes deter, you know, sometimes you're so determined, you don't know you're ignorant and you just fight through the <laughs> ignorance. I literally wrote, I literally wrote my first uh, article, uh, handwritten uh, with pencil on, on, on a yellow sheet of a legal pad and submitted it to her and she, she printed it. Oh, wow. Fantastic. And so I got a a tear sheet. And so I started just basically collecting those and started sending Uh them to other uh, um, uh, uh, editors and publications. I ended up, long story short, ended up the first beauty editor for Upscale Magazine out of Atlanta. Uh, Oh, fantastic. And uh, then I started interviewing. And then I had a column in Chicago uh, called Faces Mm -hmm. in High Places at Indigo Magapaper. And from there, I said, I want to start interviewing um, people on how they made it out of uh, 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 out of poverty, how they how they succeeded, how they empowered their lives. And I was watching a PBF special at the time mm-hmm. one night, and it was Les Brown. And I said, uh, I want to interview that guy. So I figured out how to get to him, and I called. Uh, uh, he was in Detroit at the time. I called 
him uh, at the Penop. I never forget the Penobscot building. You just don't remember. You forget the name. Penobscot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a fun one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I say that ten times fast, especially after uh, a good uh, good scotch. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I interviewed him, and, and so there was my my role model, my idol. Is like, wow, Les Brown. Oh my gosh! And and uh, now, mind you, when I saw Les on television. Um, I was uh, literally, uh, uh, um, and this will probably sound gross to people, but a roach was crawling across the television screen. That's where I was living. But the mind that I was living in and the world that I was creating was the world I'm living now. So Got it. You, you, yeah. you understand you have to disconnect. So the, yeah. You have to disconnect from the current right. reality. You cannot live in the current reality creating a new one. It's not possible. Right, right. So you ha it's basically, it's always dreaming, dreaming big, dreaming bigger than where you are. It's dreaming, it's but it's also scheming. It's when I say scheming, I mean, it's got to be detailed. It's got to be like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then hopefully this will transpire. It can't be just kind of like, oh, you know, one day I want to drive a Rolls Royce. No, it has to be something. It has to be really tangible mm -hmm. and strategic. So yeah, you've got to have a strategy you've got, have a you've, strategy. You've got in place for that to happen. What kind of strategies do you, do you use? Well, you know, it's interesting. I use so many that I don't know if it's a thing that I could say that there's one sure. that, uh, uh, you know, uh, but what I, what I really started to do is I said, I wanted to, uh, own my own publication. I want to, I want to empower people. Uh, I want to tell not just my story, but I want to tell other people's stories. And, mm -hmm. um, and so in terms of self-help, by telling other people's stories and, and, and getting their story of how they, how they made it out, I can use that to help myself and use their advice. And that mm -hmm. was one of the foundations of launching uh, my first dot-com back in 98, which is how you and I met uh, somewhere oh, along okay. the way. Um, mm -hmm. And I decided to... Uh, uh, not just do uh, uh, an online blog, but to do online radio and, and so on and so forth. And mm -hmm. along the way, I just realized that I had a uh, aversion to money and wealth. Oh, interesting. Now, this is a, this is very interesting. Yeah, I, okay, I had a psychological un, uh, unknown psychological or neuro neuro neurobiological uh, aversion mm -hmm. to, to success and, and, and wealth. No matter what I would do, um, it would either not come to me in the form that I wanted it or it would come and then I would lose it somehow. Yeah. And I said, okay. now why is this pattern keep showing up and why does this keep repeating? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When everybody's saying if you do this you get that and everybody was doing that and getting that. And I wasn't yeah. and I'm like what the hell is going on here and yeah. that's when i uh, so so that's when i i started to develop this concept called shock uh, okay. called seeking higher omnipotent conscious knowledge uh which is basically looking and searching for the purest levels of knowledge and information and science on the planet so Great. for me it was doing what you're doing now and that is interviewing the most brilliant minds in the world not that i'm one yep. of them but uh, I'm doing all. Uh, you're you're up there, Philly. <laughs> but I wanted to get access to the most brilliant minds in the world, so I could ask them the question. And as I started to do this, I, uh, to, as you know, you do more interviews. You start asking better questions, uh, yeah. and because it becomes part of your, you know, lexicon. You just it, it's part of who you uh, are. And so when I when I started developing shock, I came across 
the the science of epigenetics. Ah, yes. And brilliant science. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Because and that that basically just uh, for listeners to clarify, epigenetics is the science of how you can change your DNA based on your choices. So you can turn genes on and off based on your lifestyle choices, like your food, your exercise, the way that you think. Um, and this is a big That's true. piece and of the way what we're that you think about. while you're eating the food yes. and while you're exercising. Uh, very, very important. Say, say a little bit more about that. Well, so I started looking at epigenetics and uh, realized it, it affects what, what I'm living now. Uh, I'm living three generations ago. So three generations yes. of what my mother, father and all of their interactions, my sister and my aunts and uncles and grandfathers. Wow. OK, so. Yep. This is now beginning to make a bit more sense because I'm saying to the people out there that no matter what they have done, it ain't working mm -hmm. and they can't figure out why most people give up. And yeah. I say, do not give up because now you understand that it is a, you are fighting now your DNA. You have to reprogram yourself at the biological level. Using exactly. Your, using your mind. Not that you weren't before. But you probably right. were just using more, most of the psychological aspects of self-help, not realizing that this is a deeper situation. So I started, uh, so I, you know, I started interviewing the experts. I, you know, I had a conversation with Dr. Luann Brizendine, who uh, wrote, you know, two best-selling books. Has been on Oprah called "The Male Brain and the Female Brain," and and uh, she told me everything there is about epigenetics, and and, and I just started going absolutely crazy in it, and. <laughs> she said, you know, you have to immerse yourself to change your DNA and have that experience over and over and over again to start to reprogram yourself. So I started looking at myself as an algorithm and, and as a computer. Okay, great. That's, <laughs> and that's how it's a great analogy. Yeah, and that's how I program myself. So I'm constantly every single day um, uh, uh, and throughout the day uh, mm -hmm. doing something epigenetically to change uh, whatever uh uh, DNA I have that it has an aversion to success, health, and wealth. So what you're saying is that that you're you're still having um, you're still having issues around that, or you're still having uh, things that come up in your experience around that. Um, so it's it's a constant. Yeah, you have to thing that you have to, yeah, to be have engaged to, in. I, I developed a year long, the first actually, if I'm not mistaken, the first and only year long program. Mm -hmm. uh, that people can subscribe to, uh, as I <laughs> subscribe to my own darn, darn program. And it's basically <laughs> a collection of all of the brilliant minds and interviews I've had over the last 20 years. Oh, wow. And I made That's it, awesome. I made it just ridiculously impossible to say no to. It's like $6 a month. Um, and people join and it feeds them every week. Uh, and mm -hmm. gives them a daily process to listen to and to either audios, videos, uh, text, uh, uh, so that they begin to have something that programs them for mm -hmm. success uh, that is permanent. And so what, what, what we've learned is when you go to an event, let's say you go to a Deepak Chopra event uh, mm -hmm. or a Marianne Williamson event, they're great. They're life-changing in the moment, but it's an event. Yeah. It's not an experience. In other words, you don't mm -hmm. take it home. You probably don't remember it after a week. 
And it's just an inter- and so the brain stores it as entertainment, not as something actual that the brain is supposed to store as a behavior. Mm-hmm. Unless unless somebody's engaged in the kind of process that you have, and they take that information and apply it Every to their daily lives. Exactly. So the same yeah. concept that you're doing with your work where it's like, this is a lifestyle, not an event. This is something you have to do every single day. You have to look at your food choices. You have to exercise. And you might fall off the wagon. You might have a bad day of food choices. You might have a day, a bad day of of working out. You might have a few days where, you you know, holidays come up, birthdays, whatever, a tragedy in the family. Mm -hmm. All of those things are normal. That's called life. But But the brain, the process is your frontal lobe has to say, okay, I've been off three days, four days, five days. In my case, I had been off 10 years uh, at one point of working out and exercise because I was just fighting, fighting, fighting. And so you get back on and you keep going. You just do not stop and give up. Uh, And then you start to produce uh, an environment and create an environment where everything reminds you uh, of your best self that, that you're going to step into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Like uh, some of the things that I know that I do is I'll put down post-it notes with certain words that have meaning to me, Absolutely. you know, that, yeah, just to remind myself, you know, that you are all these things. Yeah. You know, it's the I, the I am what you're claiming. The Absolutely. You are. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, I launched the epigenetics of poverty.com as, okay. as a means for people who want uh, permanent uh, success and to permanently remove any DNA aversion they have to wealth mm-hmm. and success, period. Awesome. That is such a brilliant, a brilliant thing to do. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up here, I think it's important for listeners to think about is um, when you look at your story and the story of your ancestors, your parents, um, whatever story, like you could just look at the money story, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just that in particular, mm-hmm. if that's one of your obstacles. And, and then you see, you know, how did they deal with money? You know, what happened in the depression, you know, um, uh, there's a, a belief in spiritual psychology that, uh, or, or at least a theory rather, um, that your DNA is made up of your thoughts and your feelings and beliefs mm-hmm. and that of your ancestors. Mm-hmm. So it's also the habits they bring down, the foods that they eat, they teach you to eat those foods, the thoughts they think, they teach you to think those thoughts. Uh, so what you're talking about in, um, uh, in ep- the epigenetics of poverty, generational poverty, uh, generational illiteracy, which is something that comes down through the generations as well. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're one of us, you're part of our tribe mm-hmm. and this is what you do. Um, so all of those, those things, um, you can turn them around and this is, this is your whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is life work. <laughs> this is not a test. Yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, uh, yeah, I've used my life as, as, as the, uh, experiment. Uh, of all of these uh, uh, different disciplines and practices. And, you know, so I, and I did early on, I tried all of the things. I did, you know, the psychology thing. I did the theology thing and nothing was working. It wasn't until I went into the neurobiological aspect of it that I realized, aha, there it is. There's a sticky, it's like a virus in your computer. You know, like how you have a Trojan or something and it moves to one area of your computer to another because you don't, it doesn't want to get figured out and caught. Uh, but it's still wreaking havoc on your damn uh, hard drive there on your system. 
Um, that's and it, it takes days to clean it. Yeah, it exactly. Yeah, days. it's like you're not working. You just you got to put this computer on pause uh, while the virus. I had a virus program that ran for four days. Uh, yep. You know, uh, and it's like, wow, this little booger is in there, just really wreaking havoc, you little son of a gun, yep. you. Well, yep. think of that as your DNA that's working against you, a little part of your DNA that uh, epigenetically uh, is uh, there to thwart you on uh, as you start to get closer to a manifestation or a demonstration of success, health, wealth. <laughs> and And what you have to do is you have to go in and you have to find it and you have to create uh, an antivirus program, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. in your in your mind, in your brain to go and seek, seek it and 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 destroy it. Awesome. That's a, that's a really that's a great plan. And it's also structured so that people can understand, yeah. you know, yeah. that it, it, it's logical and reasonable and rational, too. Yeah. So it's not just a bunch <laughs> of loft, lofty concepts that people can't grab onto. So, yeah. And I tell um, people, you know, it's like, it's not something, you, you know, uh, well, well, Philippe, you know, can I do what I've been doing? No, because doing what you've been doing ain't working. So you need to mm -hmm. do something new that you didn't do yesterday. So that's why I say, Hey, go and, and try it out. You know, if you don't like it, cancel it, but go and try it out. $6 a month. It's not going to kill you, uh, but you're going to get uh, the best of the best in terms of how to think and how to reformat your thinking and re and subsequently then reformat your brain. And not to only uh, mention that mm -hmm. what you're doing now is going to affect three generations from now. Yes. Three generations for 7,500 years, your kids, your kids, kids, everything is going to be affected by what you do right now differently today. Yes, exactly. Well, like uh, the Native Americans, that whole line of product seventh generation is based on that idea that what you do now affects seven generations to come. Absolutely. So you are changing the DNA, not but not just your immediate family, but the entire tribe, the entire network of people that you have built over the last, you know, what, what do we, we didn't even want to say how long we've been doing this work, but <laughs> it's been a long <laughs> time. Yeah. Long time. 20, 30, whatever exactly. years, you know, exactly. You all um, next month I'll be 50. So that gives you an indication of how long I've been in the game. Oh, awesome. Okay. All right. So yeah, we're pretty close in age then. Okay, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> just a couple years younger. And you look a lot better than I do. Trust me on that, people. This is audio, but just trust me on the visuals, okay, people? Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's that diet. Talk about Yeah, because I never would have guessed that. I was saying Meg just is not aging. I know I've known her for a few years, but she still looks like she's in her 20s. What the hell is she doing? It's the food. It's the food. All right. And but it's not also it's not just the food. It's what we're talking about today. It's it's the thought. It's the um, where you choose to focus your attention. It's choosing love in your life. Um, and, and I don't I'm not talking about romantic love, hallmark love. I'm talking about higher love. Absolutely. You know? That's a lot of what you're doing. Um, that is the key of what you're doing is sort of you're going into that deepest part of the self and and shifting those deep deep held beliefs thoughts feelings um and i love what you're doing it's so fantastic can you tell listeners more about uh, or even give them if you could you give them an example or something that they could do right now 
to help them change their experience under your uh, epigenetics of poverty, generational poverty? I mean, just your programs in general. Sure. Um, well, aside from 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 going there, and, and you know, the, there's a uh, I think I think there's an option where you can just uh, do like the free crash. I think it's a four day fa- crash course course on. Uh, the epigenetics of poverty and 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 overcoming generational poverty and and financial um, uh, struggle. What I discovered in my in my work and research is actually all financial struggle is an addiction mm-hmm. and it's not normal. Mm, okay. Now that that messed me up a little bit because you know most people you know living paycheck to paycheck, struggling with money. None of that stuff is normal. You have been taught to do that. Mm, I see what you're saying. It's not a normal thing. And, and um, we, we kind of look at and resent people who don't have financial problems and don't have debt. Uh, and the reason is, is because debt and financial struggle is not normal. It's usually for people who have been born into an epigenetic lineage mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. where they have never learned how to uh, create and then sustain uh, wealth and okay. where then once because once you hit the wealth factor then you create you can you ma- imagine i remember bob proctor telling me this back in like 2001 and he says you need money so that you can help more people you can't help people if you're struggling financially yep it's true so uh mm-hmm. so the first thing that you need to do is realize that if you are struggling at all in any aspect financially, that that's mm-hmm. an addiction. It's not normal. Okay. And by normal, you mean it's not our natural state of being? No. I, I'm, I'm working on a book and a piece that I'm getting ready to release. I did research on poverty. Poverty is not normal. It's not a natural occurrence even in nature. Mm-hmm. It's man-made. It's designed. It's a, uh, when you're born into whatever country you're born into, you're born into it. <laughs> a system that controls population. And so before you're born, they already know exactly how you're going to grow up, where you're going to go to school, what you're going to do and how you're going to be based upon where you're born, who you're born to. And so there's certain population control systems and mechanisms that are in place that affect you epigenetically, affect your parents and your grandparents and your so on and so forth. So, Mm uh, those who are born into, uh, uh, poverty or, or financial struggle or just not having enough, uh, are born into an addiction that was created before they showed up. It's not normal. It's got not it. natural. It's not a natural. Right. Thing. It's yeah. So you've got to separate thing. yourself. Like I told you earlier, when I just had to separate myself from what I was in and just kind of create a fantasy world. It wasn't really a fantasy world. It was the real world. It was actually the real world. So it it, it's, it is kind of analogous to the Matrix in a sense. I hate doing that analogy, but that's why they call me mm-hmm. the metaphysical Morpheus, because mm-hmm. I'm unlocking people's minds here, and that is there are. T- worlds in a sense there's a world and the reality that you think is real that mm-hmm. you're struggling and you know uh you have bad relationships and you have financial issues and your hair is messed up all the time and <laughs> you can't lose weight you can't fit in the uh-huh. jeans and all of this stuff mm-hmm. then there's the real you mm-hmm. uh and most people have never met the real them that's true that's true. They don't know who they really are. Yeah, you have no idea uh, who you really are. The power and a lot that you of people, really have. So many people don't want to even ask that question of themselves, no. you know. And so, because it's a big one. It and is. I, it's a, it unlocks a big can of worms. It but is. when you, 
when you do open up to that possibility of understanding that, um, that so many things happen for you that are just fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, know? you start living your life on purpose mm -hmm. uh, and you stop becoming a follower. Mm -hmm. So you're the leader of your own life. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Correct. You know, we, we um, now un understand we have to follow until we can lead. But our natural state is to lead. And so a lot of us are addicted to following. Oh, that is so true. <laughs> you can just look at look at society. Yeah. and Yeah, we're addicted to following and we just take it for and then we we because we are are, are, are um, uh, uh, spiritual beings having this human experience, we want to find other people who have our same addiction. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, are you addicted to that per that to 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 that group? Oh yeah, I'm addicted to that group too. Oh yeah, well you know, well then those people over there are not not any right, and those people over there are to the left and to the right, and all. Of and so all you you start to develop uh, this community of addicted mm -hmm. people, and you think you're right, mm -hmm. and you never know who you really are because you never know the truth because you're in the illusion becoming part of the problem and not part of your own solution. Mm, and so you go okay. to, you go to your addicted state and your addicted social circuit and, and, and what mm -hmm. have you, your addicted family looking for, uh, solutions. Uh, and it's like asking somebody, uh, it's like the blind leading, uh, uh the cataract yeah. person leading the person who's got glaucoma. Right. Neither one of y'all can see a damn thing, but y'all trying to give each other <laughs> to give each other advice. It makes no damn sense in the world to me, right? Uh, yeah. I tell this to girls all the time when I talk to young girls. I say, okay, you know, you you uh, and and to women, you don't go to your girlfriend who has been divorced eight times and ask what, how do you success, how do you find a successful marriage or a relationship? Mm -hmm. It ain't gonna happen because they don't know. Right. So you have to look at where are you finding your solutions? Uh, mm -hmm. If you're back into the problem and the people that are around you are just as addicted and in the same boat as you, um, you've got to separate yourself from that mm -hmm. radically. <laughs> that's why I call it. That's the other meaning for shock. You got to shock yourself out of that. Got it. So you shock yourself out of this, the situation that you're in, and then you end up finding people that are more in line with, who you are who you and are, what you're about. Who you want to be. Look into the landscape. There's every example of what you could be, should be, or would like to be. Mm -hmm. Follow that. So look at all of those characteristics and traits and start adapting those characteristics and traits into yourself. What would it be like if I started thinking like this versus this is how I'm thinking right now? Right, okay. What different yeah, so feeling we're... would I have in my body? Because every feeling and thought mm -hmm. has a biological uh, uh, connection in the body. Uh, how would I feel if I start? Now, it might, it might feel foreign. It is foreign because it's a new thought, new concept that you've entered into the brain. It hasn't become mm -hmm. a behavior yet. So with repetition, though, you can create new behaviors by looking and adapting to new characteristics and traits. And this is in your line of work in transpersonal psychology. Mm -hmm. That's how I met you because it was like, oh, right. sorry, po positive psychology, transpersonal psychology was a new thing back then. Is now standard. Mm -hmm. it's, it's you know standard practice now. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, still, people still don't know what it is, but um, <laughs> it's it. But holistic psychology yeah. is basically it's, and that's what I had said many years ago when I was trained in all of this. I was like, this is this is the wave of the future. This is where it's all going because I was getting nothing but psychologists as my clients saying, "There's more. I know there's more. You know, and 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 I see you have it. So help yeah, me, so it's it's, um, it's it's possible because uh, uh, you know it's part of evolution and. Honestly, it's what we're put here to do. You're put here to find and live your absolute best self. Yes, exactly. So, And it's up to you to make those decisions and do those things to create that experience. So um, I want to know, because I I mean, we could go on and on for days. This is really great stuff. I'm really enjoying the conversation. Um, can you tell our listeners, what is the Kindle to College program? Kindle to College is a program I developed for uh, kids uh, to uh, address two things, illiteracy and generational poverty. And that is teaching a child how to tell their story uh, mm-hmm. and then teaching them how to publish that story on Kindle and use that Kindle, that book, uh, to pay for uh, their uh, college and subsequently the rest of their lives. So it's turning a child, it's turning, telling, having a child to tell their epigenetic story of their problems, their challenges, what they've overcome, mm-hmm. what they're dealing with, and to sell that book no, no differently than they would sell a candy bar to get uh, for the field trip. Oh, wow. Okay. So how is that program doing? The program is doing well. We're getting ready to uh, officially launch. I've written a book, Kindle to College, uh, and uh, we've selected uh, a group of great, great kids, uh, and we're going to be launching that officially next year. Oh, that's so fantastic. So hopefully next year, by the end of next year, we'll have our first uh, author. Uh, and uh, or or a few authors actually, uh, and uh, then that it it changes their entire life because they become an author. Uh, uh-huh. and so that's the first thing that they've done in their generation that has changed their generation. They've beat illiteracy uh, by by publishing and uh, and becoming an author, and then by making the money, showing them how to promote and sell that book, they start to make money and start to understand the power that they have of being able to create something one time and then sell that thing multiple mm. times to create multiple streams of income. That's wonderful. So you're, you're really creating little entrepreneurs <laughs> that are <laughs> learning about how you create your own reality. Um, that's really fantastic. I love that. Now, how can people get involved with this program? Uh, howmovement.org uh, is, is the organization, How Movement. Uh, dot org and uh, how stands for helping ourselves win uh, and ah, great. yeah and uh, it's 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 a really cool uh, thing because also I do a lot of uh, research on there on epigenetics uh, and uh, the post traumatic stress disorder of financial mm-hmm. struggle anything mm-hmm. that you struggle with over and over again that is trauma and drama and a mm-hmm. lot of people don't understand don't even know they're depressed or or, or have PTSD, especially those living in abject poverty or in the uh, uh, mm-hmm. in the ghetto or, as we say, in the hood, uh, mm-hmm. you are traumatized no differently than a war veteran coming back from, you know, uh, Afghanistan because you're waking oh, up absolutely. every day hearing gunshots, hearing sirens, uh, you know, not knowing who's going to rob you or shoot you or if you're going to be safe. People screaming at each other. Screaming at each other. And this, beating each other up. And I mean, this could really be in your house. 
Yeah. This could yeah. be in your house. And so if that's the case, guess what? You have probably PTSD. Yeah. Uh, and and so we, we, we walk you through the process of how to identify that and then how to get out of it, because sometimes you're not able to physically get out of it. But you're but we give you processes of how to mentally uh, get out of it. And that will then move into you physically being able to maneuver yourself up and out of that situation. And that takes us back to that thing that we were talking about earlier about how you are your the reality you're in is not the reality you have to settle for right. Right. <laughs> and you can be in that reality. And I say this to people with illness, just because your body hurts doesn't mean your mind has to join it there. Right. Um, and so you have to create a new thing with your thoughts because every single thing we do in life begins with our thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like the, the building you're sitting in, somebody had to decide, Oh, we're going to create a building. Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. we, we need housing. So we get an architect and we get, people to, you know, it's like, it, this is how everything works in life. So, and it does the same when you want to turn your world around. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Or turn it completely upside down and say, okay, I'm, t I'm done with this part of, of the world. I need to go to another country or another city, another state somewhere, even though mm -hmm. I'm still physically sitting here, but I need to create a completely different and new world and reality for myself. Right. And it starts inside. Absolutely. So that's beautiful. So can you uh, let listeners know all the different ways to get to your work? Uh, epigenetics of poverty dot com, um, how movement dot org uh, or the PM show dot TV. Uh, I got to put the T.H.E. in front of it. The PM show dot TV. Those are the, the I don't want to give too many URLs out there. It's like, oh, God, I can't remember any of them. Um, <laughs> so. So, but if you go to, if you go to one, you'll get to the other. So, uh, you know, I'll just say epigenetics of poverty and, uh, you know, go to Google to figure out how to spell epigenetics. It's really easy, but you know, I mean, oh my God, that's a big word. It's not that big of a word. Um, but, uh, E-P-I, EPI, 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 and, um, you know, uh, give it a try, uh, sign up for the, for the free uh, 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 crash, a four-day crash course, uh, read it, understand it, and which, what, what we're hearing uh, from the people who are part of it is that, oh my God, this is me. I had no idea, but this is me. It's, it just speaks to a truth in you. And the beauty about truth is you recognize it when you hear it um, or see it. It's something you can't necessarily articulate or maybe even have words or vocabulary for, but truth recognizes itself. And so that's kind of the experience that people have had and are having uh, as a result of, of uh, uh, engaging in this work. Fantastic. Well, I love what you're doing. And, uh, I love what and you're I doing that... as well. You're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Every time I, I talk you to you, you have a new layer of life. It's like, wow, she's <laughs> already kicking butt in transpersonal psychology. Now she's a celebrity chef and, and food is like, what? Are what? you serious? Oh my What's God. She gonna do now? She's messing people up. She is kicking ass out here, people. She's helping people not only mentally, but now inside and out. She's helping the from the food. Every I mean, this is fantastic because you know, I know people who are chefs and I know celebrity chefs, and they do it out of love. And anything you do yeah. out of love and you're consuming that. My goodness, can you imagine what a meal is like with Dr. Meg Hayworth? It's life-changing. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because of that, that healing, love, energy. It's, it's all over my cookbook. I mean, it's, you know, some people may say it's a bit schmaltzy, but I put love as an ingredient into so many things because I think it is the most important ingredient in everything you do, not just the food you cook, but in, you know, the, the, the conversations you have, the, the way you treat people around you and all of that. So thank you so much. I love talking to you. Probably have you on the show again at some point because um, it's just this is just great to get this information out there. Um, and please, guys, go. In fact, I, I now want to take that crash course, um, <laughs> a four-day crash course. I want to see how it how it goes. Um, uh, a four-day crash course again. It's on uh, epigeneticsofpoverty.com. It's e p i g e n e t i c s of poverty.com um, and you can get to Philippe's work through that you can also go to uh, the pmshow.tv uh, and that's he's got so much on there so many great interviews with some luminaries uh, high minded thinkers um, he is the Oprah of the internet <laughs> I mean his, his interviews really are great and I love that Mark Victor Hansen said that about you. you. That's fantastic. So, um, again, thank you so much. And uh, I want to remind listeners that your mind determines your reality. It determines who you are. You decide how you're going to be each and every day. It's up to you. It's not always easy to make those decisions every day. But there are people out there in the world like Philippe and myself that are going to help you with these things. So, uh, there's so many ways to get to us, to talk to us, to uh, to get information to help you get well. Uh, and that's all we really want to do is help you get well soon. Thank you. So thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Greg, for having me on. For more information, go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list. Get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes and access to our private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening.